0: On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to talk about the idea of optimizing a strategy for return versus optimizing for conviction. Before I go on the usual disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, so everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. And now, the reason I thought about this topic, um, part of it's related to If you heard the last episode on the Theta Engine Matrix, um, you'll know that I also talked about not just varying the parameters, but using different ways of tweaking the actual strategy, such as applying a filter based on VIX or a filter based on moving averages, kind of like a risk on, risk off. And that's because kind of the core mechanics of the strategy, which talk about the credit targeting, uh, the idea of managing exposure, enter, entering entry frequency, um, and also the PCR—all of that's kind of stable now, right? We're we're gonna do the profit take and the stop loss and order to shape the shift expectancy. That's all the kind of stuff I've been talking about from the beginning, and that's also why I started researching into doing, you know, different tweaks, right? Not only to give you guys uh, kind of different flavors and ways you can adjust the strategy to suit your own preference. Um, but also just kind of give more context, right? Because you can you don't have to do things exactly the way I do it, or exactly you know a certain prescription or a certain setup. But that also you know there's different benefits of the different uh, mechanics. You know, for example, having the filter of the momentum, it looks like it allows you to avoid, for example, a down market where so you can avoid those book wipes and it cuts the drawdown of the strategy. And it appears to maybe increase the premium capture rate a little bit, or you know, you, you give up some of the returns, but you cut out a lot of the drawdown, right? Same thing goes for kind of only entering in high vix, right? You raise the win rate, uh, and, and presumably because volatilities mean reverting, so entering in high vix allows you to capture some of that that reversion, right? That premium decay, that vega crush. So, but at the same time, you also lose out on the opportunity sets, right? You're using, you're doing less trades, right? There's less volume. And even though you have a higher PCR, your volume is lower and therefore the overall throughput, as I called it, is lower. Now, not to say this is necessarily a bad thing, because again, looking in isolation, that makes that strategy have a higher win rate, higher PCR, lower drawdown, presumably. And again, you're kind of giving up some of the overall return for some of those other metrics which you may desire. And um, once in the discourse, somebody even suggested, you know, we've talked about capital efficiency before. And one way, and I think Tasty Trade has l- looked into this, right? The reason why they do the profit take, you know, 50% or they do studies at the different percentages because because of, when a strategy moves in your favor, sometimes you can get 50 or 60 or 70% profit in less than the same amount of time relative to the expiration cycle, right? So if you can capture 50% profit or 60% profit in 25% of the time, you can, you're can. you essentially beating that capital efficiency curve, right? And so they've looked at, okay, if, a, if you put on a position and a strategy moves in your favor, and you're already sitting on a 50% profit or maybe even a 40% profit, but it's only been like two days or three days, should you go ahead and take that profit early right, to recycle the capital? So somebody once suggested looking into that and trying to enter depending on kind of the efficiency of those positions and maybe loading up more in certain scenarios to try and capitalize on when you're maximizing that efficiency. Now, I've kind of given a few examples here of ways to tweak that again have their advantages and sometimes disadvantages and you have to weigh whether or not um, you know what's important to you but what's important is the fact that there is pros and cons right when you're optimizing a strategy right these are ways to and, and optimize I guess i I should say it's not necessarily the best right well the best is relative like what is your priority right that's kind of what's best for you right so optimizing a strategy isn't always trying to maximize the PNL the return obviously that's a good thing right but you have to also look at whether or not you can actually execute right so with these strategies let me give you some kind counter, of counterexamples right with the with the vix filter yes you're putting on trades when you Presumably have a high win rate Or a high pot odds to win So you're boosting the win rate You know that the PCR The drawdown is going to be low That's great But because of the reduced opportunity set You're going to be sitting there With no position Or not trading a lot of times So it's going to be hard right You're going to be like You know maybe you Don't have any positions And there's a I don't know There's a down day or something You want to use that buying power You want to put on something Because no position No theta right (laughs) No theta means no theta engine And so it's going to be hard, right? So it's going to be something where you might know, well, at least based on the test, right? You think that there's going to be good results, but it's hard to follow the plan because, you know, either just through greed or just through boredom, even you want to do something. Same goes with the momentum filters, right? It's yes, you know, you're going to cut the draw down and right and what the example like the moving average one of them was like don't trade unless SPY is above the the 200 SMA or something like that so yes it's gonna feel great when you go risk off and the market crashes right you avoid a book wipe or whatever that obviously is good right so the thing is you have to think about not just when it goes in your favor because that's a scenario where everything went right but when you're applying like a moving average or momentum filter, you're of course going to hit times when A, uh, the market has gone down, you've already hit a stop, and the momentum is still going down. So you're pausing, right? But then the market starts to reverse. But that momentum, that moving average hasn't gone above your threshold or whatever. So you see the market rebounding, but you're not your strategy tells you not to put on trades, right? So again, that's something that's very hard to follow because you want to sell that that high volatility even though you know the system supposedly you're going to avoid the drawdown or the it hasn't fulfilled that criteria or whatever. And so it's just going to be difficult, right? Cuz human psychology is you, you just always want to you're going to inject your own assumptions, your own um, feelings into what you actually end up doing. So when I talk about optimizing for conviction is you have to know that it's something that you can follow through. And also one thing, and the idea about backtesting and people have different opinions of the value of backtesting and whether or not uh, it's really something that can be relied upon or you should even do it. One thing I always stress that people should look at That's valuable for backtesting, is for example, looking at drawdown. All right. This strategy XYZ may look great, right? But if you look at it and okay, over 10 years, it has 20% returns per year. But there's a year that has like a 40% drawdown, right? Are you going to be able to sit there and get through that period of time, right? What if? Now, if you trade this strategy and you have five, six years in a row of 20% returns, you're doing great and one forty percent drawdown, maybe you can get through it. But what if you start and 40% drawdowns your very first year, you know? So the chance of you just, you know, doing something that's quote unquote right, but just by pure luck, you hit a, a rough patch, um, you know, that's very real and it may stop you right there and then you quit or you decide that this doesn't work, you jump to the next thing and you never follow through and get to enjoy you know what may in fact be a very productive strategy along those same lines the idea is that like if you're looking at a strategy and one thing i heard once on another podcast is like for example a profit take right i've looked at some of the studies and it's true that you know, instead of taking a 60% profit, right, let's stretch it to 70% or 80%. And I think I think I mentioned one of the ones that was interesting was like a six, the 90 DTE, um, like 80% profit take, I forget which one exactly, but it had a higher PCR, right? And one of the good things about a high PCR is because you expect to capture more of the premium, you can sell less, right, because our target return is based on how much we can capture and thereby determine how much we have to sell so higher pcr means you, you can sell less use less leverage it's more capital efficient there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits actually but if you think about you know how hard it is like for example when you know during those grand down days in q1 of 2022 when like positions almost reach 50% or 40% they're just hanging around and you want to take them off but then you know you have to hit your 60% target and they just they're just hanging there forever. Imagine trying to go to 70 or 80, you know? So you're going kind to of run into those times where like you've got a bunch of things at 70 or 8 uh, you know, 69 or 79 or whatever and you just really want to take them off but your system tells you you shouldn't. And and you really shouldn't because there are trade-offs, right? When you take those high profit targets, your win rate naturally will go down a little bit, which means you really need to make sure you hit those, you know, that target to make the probabilities of the expectancy of whatever setup you're trading, right? You have to kind of stick to it and be consistent. Um, so that's actually going to be very challenging. So like, it sounds good on paper, right? High profit target, get a better risk reward, higher PCR, but can you really trade through that? Because imagine the times, and this is hopefully rare, but it gets to like 75% and then reverses and you have a stop or whatever, right? Those feel horrible, right? And it's not that you did anything wrong. It just didn't work out. But you know, we have a tendency to always remember the things that just went terribly wrong, right? All the winners, all the profit takes we hit, all the things that went well, those don't stick out. It's It's those isolated, you know, events of something that just really is annoying, right? Like, oh my God, this thing was like at like 69% and freaking it went and got stopped out, right? So I'm never going to do this again. So, and, and it, in that case, you know, trying to, instead of using that 70% profit target, 80% profit target strategy, even if you know that the 60% profit take might be a little bit less efficient, Or maybe even makes a little less profit, it might be okay because that's the one you can stick with. That's the one you can have conviction to actually execute, right? And so this is the main point that I wanna talk about, right? Of optimizing for profit versus optimizing for conviction. So unfortunately, sometimes you don't really know what your conviction on something is going to be until you sit there and go through it right because i've always said like people usually it's hard to find your risk tolerance your risk tolerance is probably going to find you before you find it right same thing with risk tolerance not just to loss but risk tolerance to drawdowns and adverse events right so it may take some fine tune it may take some actual time in the seat trading something before you know what you're comfortable with and what you're gonna have conviction for so again just to kind of recap right when you're developing a strategy or trying to optimize and you're testing you know look at the drawdowns right look at what were the swings from year to year and really think about you know if these things played out what do you think your feelings would be and if you would really be able to stick with that right and you know the drawdowns is one thing but think about the mechanics and whether or not you can actually stick with it right about the high profit take for example so anyways those are just kind of the things i want you to consider when you're back testing trying to optimize your strategy and hopefully that will help you figure out you know what works best for you going going forward so as always if you guys enjoy this episode please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to the podcast you can also visit my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you'll find all the strategy mechanics and trade logs as well as various essays I've written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you guys next time.